Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. This episode is my monthly conversation with fellow MVP Norm Young on the latest in collaboration insights and automation. Talking today about our first look at Copilot and reviewing some of the big industry news of the past year. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collab Talk podcast where we discuss the convergence of technology, business productivity, and collaboration culture. My guest today is Norm Young, a Microsoft MVP and Senior Strategic Consultant at AbPoint. Welcome, Norm. Thank you, Christian. Always nice to be here. This is our monthly review of insights and automation, and today we're going to focus on, this is, our, this is exciting, it's our first official look at Copilot. Uh, moving past the hype cycle and actually talking about we <laughs> both of us have actually touched it now. Uh, we're also going to talk about the year of review of uh, Copilot and some of the innovations. It's the latest blog that came out from Yousef uh, on the 5th of December and a few other industry notables. So yeah, this, so your first thoughts, you, we actually, so maybe Norm, talk about how did we get our hands on it? Well, the Christmas came early. For those of us who celebrate Christmas, uh, from the uh, the higher ups at Microsoft, and they uh, have uh, seen fit to give us some early access to Copilot, but not in our own personal tenants, but a shared space that uh, we can use and start to uh, kick the tire, so to speak, on what Copilot in Microsoft 365 is and isn't, and. Uh, you know, I'm talking like not a lot of keyboard time here, but um, some first impressions. But I will say it's uh, it's really nice to be uh, actually able to see something, touch something, and use something that has been talked about. Uh, what did you call it? The hype machine. The hype machine has been in full effect. And I may have seen some uh, co-pilot features available in the Power Platform, uh, but nothing that was really anchored in my own data or my organization's own data. So everything that I, I know of Copilot is what I've read about, demos that I've seen at conferences or on the, the Microsoft websites, and they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing what they do, the, the art of the possible, as are all of these demos, of course, right? Like they're well, that, they're intended the thing, to be. I, I always say this, like how much smoke and, and, uh, and bailing wires involved in those demos to make it look perfect but uh, and and copilot just demos so well there's so such cool stuff and and so part of what we're talking about too is that the fact that we are with norm and i are parts of the uh the mvp program and microsoft has provided a tenant so yeah i guess again the downside the dream is still i want it on my personal tenant now of course i'm the only user on my personal yeah. tenant but with that data and that history uh and you have that that threshold it's like a uh corporate smb corporate size so 250 or 300 seats and and above um is the threshold to be able to then pay the 30 dollars a month per user um to get access to the tools mm -hmm. um so what they've done is they've created uh, a tenant for the mvps to get on there and so i've got like yet another login love having yet <laughs> yeah. a new 
login. And uh, but access with fellow MVPs to go and be able to play around with the technology, actually touch it, uh, create screenshots, talk about it firsthand. Hmm. Uh, I have not noticed a lot of uh, demonstration data like you see in some of these uh, mod tenants or the the customer experience immersion tenants that uh, they make available where you, you get the full breadth of content there. So it's it's more getting to work with the mechanics. Uh, but I was able to get in. I had some time the other day and I connected in, uh, verified that it was working and and got to attempt some of the uh, marketing demos that I had seen a few times. And uh, I was, uh, I think I had high expectations and I, I don't know if that was a fair thing to do, but I had a Word document that had a lot of great content in it, structured well. You know, it was like a a, a strategy guide or something that I've that I've been writing. And uh, I opened up uh, PowerPoint, found the Copilot icon, which was very subdued over to the far right, which I was mm -hmm. a little surprised by. And this is the the thin client, of course, the web version. And uh, I went into the prompt and said, you know, uh, make a PowerPoint presentation based on this file. Uh, it couldn't find the file in the search. Maybe the file hadn't been uh, in my OneDrive long enough in that, that demo tenant. Uh, so I had to drop in the URL, but once it found the URL, it went to work. And uh, I was sitting in the coffee shop, and, you know, I'm like tethered to my phone, VPN, all, it's all very secure and safe and great. And I'm sipping my coffee and, watching this thing do the work for me. And I was like, this is amazing. I have like difficulties getting going with PowerPoint presentations. It's not a strong suit. So you know, always have like a bit of create creativity or a blocker issue when it comes to doing anything visual. I can do tech writing, all right? It's very dry, it's very bland, step one, step two, step three, and so on. And you can get that out there. So this thing is firing off all of these slides, it's getting all of the key points from my my uh, my strategy guide that I wrote. Uh, I can see speaker notes being populated. I'm like, this is amazing. This is like living up to the hype. So I take a closer look now. I'm like, man, that's like, yeah, that's my text, but that's not the most engaging text that you would want on a slide. And, you know, some of the text was like, not bullet pointed. It was like full paragraphs being put party. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. it was like, okay, this is not going to be very consumable if I'm going to present this to a, a, an executive leadership team. So I'm like, give it a new prompt. Uh, you know, rewrite this particular slide to be more succinct. And it doesn't. But I'm looking at it, and it's like, well, it's not perfect. It's still, it's definitely not what I would want to show, even though it is based on my content. So I had to like this moment of like disappointment. And I don't think that was fair because I'm like, you're living through the hype cycle, Norm. The hype that cycle. Is, that's, that's exactly what it is. You're so excited. You had this vision of what it was supposed to be in your head. And then it, did, it didn't meet the expectations and drop down below. And then comes the next stage, which is the understanding of, well, I need to craft my prompts. I need to give it more information. I need to, you know, kind of you know, shape it. So actually mm -hmm. leverage it as what it is. It's a tool. It's not a genie. It doesn't just 
understand your every thought and intent and then create that uh it's it's driven by those those prompts yes and that is going to be an area that myself and i suspect others will need to uh practice and refine and it's it's going to be uh an you know, yes, you're going to have to iterate through, but you're sending commands essentially, like remove this slide, add an image, or you know, you're going to be very, uh, very direct uh, with those instructions. And part of me is like, okay, am I am I really saving myself some time here? And I'm not I'm not trying to be down on on Copilot, um, but I'm now I'm taking this point where I'm like, okay, hype. First impression, what is the reality going to be? And I don't know what the reality is going to be yet, just on the small time I've had. I know that I have to learn. The tool is going to grow and get more efficient. But what I do know is that I didn't have to create the slides. Uh, it gave me a starter theme that it just picked. And it was it was a good layout for uh, a starting presentation. Uh, speaker notes were there, and it was all based on my content. So it was like... I'm way further ahead than if I had to do this from the start. So, you know, yeah. you see this in all of the, the the AI tools that we're using, like ChatGPT or, or Bing Chat Enterprise saying, you know, you, you still have to verify the work. So that element isn't going away. And I, I think that's part of the, the marketing hype that you don't really take into account is that there's going to be a human element for all of this where you're still having to verify, you're still having to understand who your audience is. And um, so I'm still excited but I just had that initial first impression where I was like, it's 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 definitely not as good as what we've seen in those pre-recorded videos yet. Well, it, yeah, and and so I guess and my expectations were probably a little more. Uh, it was not so much around the uh, the text aspect of it. Like I I look at this like what you just described, and it's a scenario I want to go and test is is on the design aspect of that. Like if I have an ebook that I authored or helped create and then i handed it off to my design team and they made it beautiful mm -hmm. i mean i have that vision uh, that i can take that document with all the design elements again understanding i've already kind of tempered my excitement around the 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 text the content portion of that um that there's going to be it's it, you know a, a lot of still work to be done there but if it can absorb and leverage the design elements of mm. that document and then recreate that within the PowerPoint. I mean, that's, that's what I want to see there. Yeah. That's what I want to go experiment with. But yeah, it's, it's interesting as, as for folks that write a lot, I write a lot of content. I create a lot of content. Um, I'm leveraging the tools now. It can't just go out and write. It can't write an article. Uh, I would, well, let me just say this. There are people that attempt to use ChatGPT and, and I, I suspect now with Copilot as well to write an article, like a thought leadership piece. Mm -hmm. And I would argue you can spot it a mile away. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very generalized. There's right. rarely specifics. Um, right. It's so it's uh, you know while it's it's definitely improving and I'm not gonna stay on that that that, that opinion forever uh, you know I mm -hmm. think there's some improvements better especially 
if I can, if I can train, this is like, again, my wish list here. I want to be able to train because I say this repeatedly, but you know, every article I've written over the last decade plus, you know, 14 years now uh, is all in OneNote. Right. Uh, and so if I can go and train the model on my own writing style uh, and to, to uh, that, that'll just be a game changer um, to be able to. So if it's able to mimic my style and my, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, regionalized dialect sure. and, and uh, my sense of humor, kind of all those different things. If it's able to mimic some of that, yeah, I mean, that, again, game changer. Um, but until then, it is something where I can go in. Um, I, I've used it where I've written something where I feel like um, I'm going a little bit sideways and I can have it go in and review and, you know, how well am I adhering to my original outline mm -hmm. or uh, I've written a piece. And this is something that I use all the time where I've written this piece, but then I go in and I do, uh, you know, for an external piece of content. And I want to make sure that I've answered certain questions and I've included certain keywords. And you can literally go in and take a finished piece of copy and say, you know, you know, have I answered this or right. based on what right. I've written? You know, can I you know, also answer these two questions and yeah. insert these 10 keywords in there? And it, I mean, it's just incredible. I can spend an hour doing that myself um, or I can do it within two minutes. Yeah. Uh, similar experience. I, I had mentioned, uh, you know, the strategy guide that I'm working on. And, and I asked it to review. I asked Copilot to review it. And then knowing the subject matter. And then I pointed it to uh, a few reference uh, sites um, as a, as a reference point, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Did I miss anything in terms of like a best practice?" And you know, Copilot on this demo tenant, it's not the fastest thing, so I had time to enjoy my coffee. When it came back out, it didn't reiterate what I wrote. It gave me, I think, three suggestions that I should consider adding, and so that was awesome validation and again i had to like really assess what it provided and one of the things i really like about uh copilot versus uh chat gpt is it, it was giving me the references right like yeah. point one uh you know and then there's like the little reference number and i could hop, hop over to the source uh website or the source article whatever it is to to see the context by, by which it was doing it so i really like that so now i know it's not just some crank with a keyboard who's got an opinion on the internet, like I could see if it's authoritative or not. Where, you know, I don't know if I've not seen that in the uh, the free version of ChatGPT. So you don't know what you're getting. And so, and that, that, that I find that interesting now. Um, Copilot, for me, uh, sure, it's real now, but it's been real as of like a day or two ago. Uh, yeah. And, and there's been so much talk of Copilot that, uh, I've been using other tools to get to this point. It's almost like it reminds me of when Microsoft Loop was like the next great collaboration tool platform, but you know, you could only use it in a in a in a chat as a loop component. You never really saw the the spaces. It took a long time for loop to come around. And by the time it came around, like quite honestly, it's like it's it's not really at my uh, the forefront for me for collaboration tools anymore because there was just so much talk and not enough delivery. And I understand why it takes a long time to do these things. But circling back to my point is, I'm used to now using chat GPT and I've got good muscle memory there. I, I, 
I am training it on uh, on certain style and content for my own creative work. And it's kind of easy for me now to, to use it because I'm used to it. But now that uh, Copilot is kind of going to be available to me, Bing Chat Enterprise is something that's available to my, my home work organization at that point. But now I am like, I need to start using these other tools. I need to start learning something new. And it's like funny, you know, we're, we're on a tech podcast. Uh, you figure we like change just uh, like Microsoft likes changing things. But the truth is we're all human and we all get stuck in our ways. And so now I have to get quickly unstuck and pivot over to the uh, Bing Chat Enterprise and then eventually Copilot. Uh, what are your thoughts on making those types of change and unlearning old habits and learning new habits? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, change. you're right. I mean, change is difficult. We all, as, as much as, uh, I mean, there are, there are people that we both know that are, uh, their, their jobs are as consultants, uh, around mm -hmm. change management to help organizations to, to do with that. And, and yet you can, that can be true in your job and, you know, have tools and, and, and methodologies for helping organizations become more change management focused and yet still struggle with our habits of how we use the technology that's in front mm -hmm. of us like we're i mean humans we we approach problem solving through the lens of our understanding today mm -hmm. and it takes just like any learning it doesn't just immediately become a habit it takes practice as we were talking about before we started recording uh like i have open in my browser um so early on when i i went you know with chat GPT three, five, when mm -hmm. I started paying for the paid version of it, I went out and purchased, uh, and uh, there's a number of resources that are out there in blogs, but I, I ordered, um, the art of chat GPT prompting a guide to crafting clear and effective prompts, wow. um, by, um, faith, uh, Aiken. Um, and it's, uh, uh, let me grab the URL. I'll include this as well in the links, but, um, just a fantastic resource and i just uh, realize it was kind of like we were just talking about it's not just about search putting in keywords and let's look at the results it's um it just it's fundamentally different it's it's a um you've got a persistent window around that chat until you delete it mm -hmm. and you can keep refining um your promptings your queries to help refine the results that you get, the output. Um, so I've started, I've got a couple prompts that I keep up. So talking about breaking habits and changing the way that I look at it, I've got reminders, I've got images, screenshots that are on my little, um, you know, I use the um, uh, uh, Snagit tool and I've got the, yes. um, the, 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 the editor view, I've got these images where in fact, I'll open up the editor. I'll talk about it right now. So there's the prompting. So it says it's the chat GPT cheat sheet. So it's the, like, what is the role that you want it to act at? What is the task? What is the format that you want? Wh what are the restrictions around the format? Um, what are, uh, you know, and then it has different suggestions depending on, am I the, the owner of this? Is it a developer related? Is it marketing related? Is sales related? Um, and then, you know, what are the, what's the result, the output that you're looking for, 
Um, do you want a, a list? Are you looking for an answer? Are you looking for opinions? Are you looking for scope? Um, and so like all of these different things, and there's this formula, they call it the, the create formula for prompt engineering. Um, you know, it, it, again, it's just, it's a different way of looking at and getting the answers. Now, if I can make this, you know, just, uh, uh, my habit, if I, if I know to go in and add each of these different prompts and of course, once you, it's easy, once you've built the initial, um, like I do a bunch of the things I do around. Uh, social media that I promote, and I have, I've created a a a standing, a running, Chat GPT prompt, where I've I've got it programmed with all the details of what I want, how I want this structured. So all I do is I go back in, I say, here is the title of the new blog post that I just wrote. Here's the first paragraph, the substance of this. Here's the URL, and it will then generate a number of however many I asked for yeah. of unique um, social prompts that I can post across each of the different areas. You can refine it so that it it actually has it shorter and more tag related, hashtag related for um, Twitter, generate something that's longer, but hashtag for LinkedIn, something even longer that, that mentions people in Facebook. So it, again, it can be very customized Mm -hmm. And I've essentially, I've done the programming up front and then I'm able to just, uh, uh, you know, reuse that again and again. So this is just a, it's just a different way of interacting with the system, mm -hmm. interacting with the data. And it, it, again, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm very much at the beginning of it too. I don't, I, I'm not by any means an expert on it, but it's working the quality of the results that I'm getting out of it have just gone up. Yep. So as I, as I listen to you explain the work that you've put in to establish these prompts and add the right structure to it to get the right output, my first impression is that you're working very smart. But then as I listen to you go through all of the refiners that you've had to done, it's like, man, that sounds like a little more work than I would have hoped. Um, and, and that there's this, there's this gap between what we think and what we're able to ar articulate. And, you know, clearly we can think faster than we can articulate. And so articulating with words, pretty quick. Articulating with the keyboard, it's a little different. So it's just like this, this lag between what you want to explain it to do. And I think that uh, that is going to be the, the, the hard part for adoption and in usability for a lot of users like myself is okay stop imagining what you wanted to do but say it clearly to a machine so it, it may not be the most efficient thing at first because you have to learn how to do it okay great uh, i know i need to get better at it it's like going for a run you know my first day running i'm probably only going to be able to do like a lap around the block before i start going into cardiac right, arrest right. and shin splints and all that stuff. But <laughs> maybe right. after yep. doing it for six months, it's going to be much easier after I put in that hard work. So my, my question is, what are your thoughts on the future of that work that you have to put in for your own prompt engineering 
for these models. Are these models yeah. going to be able to learn from our prompts to be more efficient? Like, is this a temporary skill set? That's where I really want to know. Like, is this just yeah. for the, the bleeding edge people or what? No, that's a great point. I think it's just at the, the stage that we are, the technology, I, I think it will get easier. And I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to put a, a calendar date on it. I think for mm -hmm. the time being, for the next few years, it's going to be prompt engineering. It's going to yeah. be, you know, you, you need to know how to, and that's, it's certainly true with search that's been around for the last 25 years. Like you have to understand how to properly search within your the data set you're trying to get the data out of to get the most out of it. Otherwise, you know, it, it, it's it's true with with Google. If you're looking for or Bing, I should throw that in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're searching for something, there are refiners for that, for date ranges, for certain sites, for kind of all those things to get down to what you're actually looking for. Yeah. You have to know. I mean, if you if I could just go in there and do a search for you know an item, an object, um, I'm going to get you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of hits on that information when I might be looking for one specific document. The same is true with this prompt engineering. Like you're going to get the broader results the more that you can refine that. The benefit here is that, again, I'm able to go and set up these structures. Like I don't need to go back in. I'm talking about chat GPT right mm -hmm. now. I can go back in. I can save that prompt, all that work. So I don't have to go do that again and again and again. I've done a bunch of the setup. It's easier every yep. subsequent time I go back. Copilot's a little bit different where Microsoft has taken away some of the difficulty and are building in some of the logic. That's the that's Copilot is not just a branded chat GPT. Microsoft has added value to that, plus the fact that it's connected with your Microsoft 365 data. That's incredibly powerful. Oh, yeah. But it does a bunch of those those other things. Um, so it's just it's 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 very different there. But to the point, uh, to, to your point is I think over time, it will be as simple as what you see in some of the demos of using our natural language. Mm -hmm. I said I want to know, like I, I want these answers too. It's like uh, I I want to see a data visualization of projected sales for 2024 in this region based on you know uh, you know whatever other factors you know for this salesperson or whatever and it will just it will go and generate that the results there um to be able to go and look at here's a very complex spreadsheet or or with a database in the back end of this data what are the three trends I should be aware of? Like right. what's changed most dramatically? I mean, yep. questions like that. Um, I don't know how to ask that right. out of the tools with, with prompting. Uh, but that's something that we're, you know, Copilot is, if it's not there, it's very quickly going to be there. The, mm -hmm. the demos say that it'll be there. <laughs> One of my favorite things that I stumbled upon, uh, and again, I'm working in the chat GBT space for this example, is uh, I knew uh, for a, a, a presentation I was putting together, non-work related, that uh, I would need some visuals and I would want the visuals to line up with the content that I was having on my slides. So uh, I, I had said to ChatGPT, um, help me make a presentation based on this uh, block of text that I provided, it does it. And I'm like, for each slide, give me the prompts for DALI to have images that complement it. Because I, 
I don't know this, the prompting stuff on the on that yeah. side of it. And it gave me the prompts. So I was just cutting and pasting, cutting and pasting. And it was putting out the images. You know, you still have to like check. But it was pretty cool that I could prompt the tool to create prompts for me because I just, I don't know what I don't know. And right. so uh, using the tool for itself is, uh, is, a, is a, I guess, is that a pro tip? Are there any professionals in the AI space? I don't know, but. Uh, well, there, there's, because of the new, in the new uh, ChatGPT for Turbo, which is just integrated in. So if you're a paid ChatGPT user, mm -hmm. it's already built in, you don't have to go anywhere different, but you have some of the imaging that's built into it now. So instead of having to go to Dolly to the to the uh, a secondary site to generate an image, you can do it right all from one place. Now, what I've seen where I've gone in, where I'm uh, I'm getting results back, I'm having a conversation, and then I ask for an image. Sometimes it generates an image. Other time it comes back and says it can't, based on the information. Mm -hmm. But even when it says I can't do it, it understands what you're trying to do, and it says, but here's a prompt which I think. Uh, you know, and it does the description that you can cut and paste. And so you can actually then just cut and paste that prompt um, in and, and it, as you said, generate the, the image off that. So again, we're, we're getting closer to that place where natural language asks that, it understands what you're trying to do and maybe takes that next step of, based on this conversation, asking for an image rather than just providing the text prompt mm -hmm. create, just take what I assume you're asking for in the prompt um, and generate the image as well as then and here's the prompt that it was built off of based off of so that you can right. refine that and ask for a new image. So it sounds like you're spending a lot of time developing prompts for your work. A uh, little bit of time, yeah. Have you considered it's having some mechanism to save those prompts off? Because now they've become an investment. Well, that's the thing. In ChatGPT, I have those. What I want to experiment is some of what I built and tried that's working for, with, for the ChatGPT, I want to go see how some of those same things work within Copilot. So yeah. this that's my plan this month, Norm, is to experiment now that we both have this trial version mm -hmm. and to do some of those, see what translates over, what what I can and can't do right. in Copilot. But that's that's going to be. I think I've got a, a few blog posts about. Hey, I've seen that this works. This doesn't work. Grab some screenshots and share that right, out. Right. So, when we uh, we go back to the beginning of the conversation, I'm I'm really happy that Microsoft extended that preview uh, benefit to to you and I and the the other MVPs and RDs uh, of the world to see it and touch it to use it and. Uh, um, very impressed with uh, some of my initial testing. Um, a little, little disappointment uh, because it didn't do everything I was hoping it would do based on some of the the marketing stuff. Uh, but I think it's a is with all new technologies, like we still have to uh, manage our expectations and uh, always give always. the tool time to grow. And something like Copilot specifically, it's probably not going to really shine unless it's in a, a working organization with the right number of people right. with the right, oh, right definitely. founding content. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the whole point. That, that's why I am excited to, again, it would be cool to be able to go in and use some of the capabilities trained on my personal tenant with just me, but there's value in 
being connected into the larger organization, that's when you're going to see more of the features shine. Now, in, in as far as innovation too, I mean, in the, the few minutes we have left, mm-hmm. um, that we do have the, as I mentioned at the start, um, Yusuf Mehdi uh, on December 5th, uh, he's the uh, EVP over uh, uh, the, what is the, the consumer chief marketing officer as well, um, but over Copilot talking about celebrating the first year of Copilot with new with significant new innovations. And he talks about a bunch of things, like as I mentioned, uh, GPT-4 Turbo, which is available now to paid chat GPT users, that's coming to Copilot, uh, as well as the, the new, uh, the Dolly 3 model uh, for image creation. Uh, the inline compose with a rewrite menu in Edge, um, so that's uh, just select the text you want to change and ask Copilot to rewrite it for you. Coming to Edge, that's pretty cool. Um, the multimodal with search grounding, um, so that is uh, combining the power of Chat of GPT-4 with Vision with Bing, image search, and web search data to deliver better image understanding for your queries which is fantastic because that that's one of those future features of doing like image searches and uh, uh, and being able to discern between them, not just accessing the metadata around an image, mm-hmm. but actually like, you know, OCRing an image, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing what's in the image. Um, code interpreter, um, deep search. Uh, there's other news around deep search too. Um, hang on, I've got that article here. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, there's an article out on this was just uh, oh today actually. Um, so on the December 14th when we recorded this, um, out on the search engine roundtable talking about Microsoft to bring deep search to Bing Chat and Copilot, but it is way too slow now. It's like, well, yeah, the first version of something is too slow. <laughs> um, so it says Microsoft is working to bring its new deep search feature to Copilot, formerly known as Bing Chat. The issue is one, deep search is only available to a limited number of searchers in Bing Search. And two, it is way too slow to bring it to a chat interface. So yeah, some responses to that, but that innovation is going on. Um, and uh, And then of course, there's a lot of discussion, a lot of things going on uh, in Copilot around uh, the the various uh, industry uh, sites. Um, lots of news that are happening. So I know it's it's overwhelming. That what's very popular, mm-hmm. at least in the MVP circles, is the Oprah Winfrey meme of you get a Copilot and you get yes. a Copilot and everybody gets a Copilot. It it can be pretty overwhelming, but yes. um, yeah, I think that's going to be experiment uh, and try things out and share what we're learning. I think that's going to be the key here for the next couple months. Um, all this talk of everyone getting a co-pilot is, is no joke. Uh, and it, it reminds me of when I first started getting exposed to Office 365, you had a, you had a, uh, well, it was called Sites. SharePoint was was called the app was called sites so you could have a sharepoint site that was great then we had a team site then we had microsoft teams so then you could have a teams team then you know that was connected to a team site and you had OneDrive, OneNote, and all the language just sounded so uh similar and overlap and you know business user confusion ensued from all of these things and 
This is happening right now in Copilot, whether people realize it or not. People are talking about building their own Copilots, and it's like, well, it's it's yeah. not the Copilot we're talking about in Microsoft 365. It's like a chatbot or something like that. It's a uh, uh, Copilots and and in GitHub. It's in it's going to come in. Well, it's already in Power Platform and in a bunch of different places. It's going to come in every tool, and uh, they're not all going to be built the same. Um, the things that Christian and I have been talking about today are really focused on content specific co-pilots. And that takes the form of your organization's business inside of Microsoft 365. Um, but yeah, don't uh, don't be surprised if uh, you find it overwhelming to understand the context of the word co-pilot and your your users and your 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 leadership team. They they say they want a co-pilot. I mean, you could probably give them one in any of the of their favorite apps without having to uh, break a sweat. But uh, uh. let well, that's the other. <coughs> Bless apologies. Uh, that's the other side of this too. Is that uh, you know, I had a conversation with a good friend who's doing a lot of work in AI, and uh, it's actually where we're sitting over uh, in Kuala Lumpur uh, earlier this year, and uh, at an event. And I was kind of telling him, like, yeah, I'd love to be able to go and build this out, connect to my, again, my my mm -hmm. dream of my OneNote info. And, uh, and he's, he's like, Christian, you, you don't need Copilot for that. You can go and build that with the Azure AI capabilities today. You can go build it. He's like, look, I could walk you through how you can go and do that. Uh, it's actually, you don't have to be a developer to go and do those kinds of experiments. So there's a lot to go and, and play with. Um, I, I think this is going to be over the next year, as we continue to see refinements to the offerings mm -hmm. that are out there. Now that you have, uh, you know, MVPs and, and now organizations now it's generally available, you know, more and more people playing with Copilot, you're going to start to see more community generated content um, with their stories, with their examples, with their use cases and scenarios. And I think it's going to be you know, helpful for people to you know, keep up on the community angle to all this. It's one thing to pay attention to Microsoft's marketing message. And it's that's where I mean, we're, we all feel overwhelmed from time to time. There's so much that's out there. Um, but pay attention to what the community is writing about and talking about when they're sharing their actual experiences, because I think that's when you're going to get the, you know, the fill the gaps between the what's in the hype and versus the reality and what you can actually go and deploy and leverage and get value out of. Agreed. So hope to be part of that. Another voice within that mix as well. Well, Norm, really appreciate it as always uh, having these uh, insights and automation discussions. And we'll be back again in January and do it all over again with all the new announcements. Not this old stuff that we've all been talking about. Let's, we'll, we'll, <laughs> let's, let's focus on the fresh new stuff. Yes, Copilot version two or whatever. No, Copilot Premium. It'll be Copilot Premium, premium in the new year. <laughs> premium, premium Pro. Oh, Viva Copilot! Can't guy. forget about that. Copilot for professionals. <laughs> Copilot for work uh, groups. I think we're dating yeah. ourselves. We could go back that far. 
just making fun of. If you've not seen that, I'm going to put a link now for that video of the old uh, if Microsoft designed the iPod packaging. Do you remember that old video? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to provide the link here. Folks, go take a look. If you've not seen this, uh, Microsoft has gotten better, but when this video came out, which is, I, I'll say that people thought it was Apple that created it, kind of poking a stick at Microsoft, but it was actually a design team inside of Microsoft that paid for the creation of this video, making fun of how Microsoft, uh, how poorly they designed packaging. And yeah, you'll see it, you'll get it. Awesome. Anyway, hey, have hey. a great month. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh Happy holidays to everyone, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published weekly, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Thank you.